Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, friends. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And we got episode Trey Deuce. Yes. 32. 32. That, I was 32 when we got married. Oh, was I? Not Mm-mm. quite. I was 31. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I know. You're older than me. Oh, what a dick move. Don't even. Um, yeah, 32. Yeah. That's a fun age. It was a fun age. I know. I'm glad that we got married then. We could have gotten married at 23. <laughs> Could we have, though? Really? No. No, No, I don't think (laughs) so. (laughs) No, we would have been, maybe not divorced, but we would have probably cheated on each other. I don't know. I definitely would have divorced you at 23. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry. Why? Um, I just had some more sowing to do. Growing to do? Ooh, sow the seeds? (laughs) Sowing and growing. I see. Isn't that what we're trying to do now? Apparently, yeah. Sow and grow. Sow and grow. Okay. We need to to call back our... uh, 23-year-old selves, maybe they'll help us sow and grow. Mm-hmm. All right. I she don't know how good many... at it. What? She was good at it. God, I wasn't. <clears throat> no, I wasn't at 23. I was terrible. Yeah. Late 20s, I was good. I was terrified of sex, too. I know you were. I know. We should have ex-girlfriends of Mike Sheether or ex-hookups of Mike Sheether email. Email us about all the times oh, that I that I just bowed out of sexual situations. <laughs> So many of them, I was like, oh, man, let's like make out for a while. And then like, oh, phew, I got like an early call back tomorrow. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I was so afraid of. Were they all because you were scared of pregnancy? Or- I think that was definitely a part of it. Because I had a couple friends who had kids around that time. And I was like, oh, my gosh. If you have a boner around a girl or you're like, you have sex anytime they can get pregnant. <laughs> right. And I didn't really didn't want to get someone pregnant. And then I think I was also just like. Feeling really uncomfortable about my body and like, um, I don't know. I didn't do a lot of like, I think the 20s and like college is where a lot of people like kind of find themselves. I did not. Yeah. I I hid from myself, I think, a lot. Yeah. Like drank yeah. a lot during college to kind of mask the fact that I was pretty unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. There's a lot of whiskey You're hitting dick. your stride a little later in life. I, I know. I think there's anything wrong with that no and i think that's the, that's how we've kind of rolled with a lot of things mm-hmm. late bloomers yes yeah. yes we sure are yeah uh one thing that we also are is <laughs> twinsies <laughs> i would like to just address the weird elephant in the room we're, the, we're twins like danny devito and schwarzenegger <laughs> twins in the twins movie except i'm big and fat and you're skinny and muscular um so for those of you that are not watching this yeah. mikey and i um sort of unbeknownst to each other, put on the same sweatshirt The same today. sweatshirt and then black And then we have pants. black kind of linen-y like, pants. Oh, dude, and they're both like joggers, like shorties. Wow. I know, we're such dorks. And these are literally the same sweatshirt. Like they're bo- they're made by the same company. They're yeah. just smaller, bigger. Yep. Ugh, such dorks. And then like our down coats that we have for winter are both green puffies. Definitely. Our and rain- not like, oh, one of them's forest green and one of them's no, Kelly green. No, they're the green. same color green. <laughs> And then our raincoats that we have are both blue, like navy blue. Totally. And it's not like one of them, it's not like we bought them both at the same time without the other person around. Like one of us had one of the coats before the other person and the other person just bought the same coat. It's really dorky. It's so fucking dorky. Because then when we go out and it's cold, we're both wearing the green puffy coat. (laughs) Or we go out and it's raining, we're both wearing blue. (laughs) 
People mistake us for brother and sister. It's true. Yeah. I know. We look exactly alike. Easy, easy to mistake us. It's mostly because of your facial hair, but... um, (laughs) So... (laughs) God, amen to that. Amen. Tom Selleck in the building. It's so true. Um, So we have uh, an eat your feeling snack in front of us here. We just had a delicious impromptu lunch. Yes. Um, Rini got some farmer's market things. I had um, some nice leftovers from a restaurant, Gato Gato, that we ate at last night in Portland. Fucking delicious. Yum. Super. So but, um, good. So our eat your feeling snack kind of looks like poop, but it is um cho- it's a chocolate avocado mousse that I whipped up. So this was a little bit of a collab. Yeah. I had the idea as I was coming home from work, and Mike Sheether executed it brilliantly. You're welcome. It's delicious. So I will put the recipe online, but it's basically two avocados, um, some chocolate, some cocoa powder, um, some vanilla extract, and then some salt. Yum. And that's it. And Did it's you very use, delicious. you used raw cacao in there, right? Yes. That's like yeah, the yeah. crispy that's bits. That's the crunchies. So good. Mm-hmm. So it's really yummy. It's really like, um, you know, it's one of those where you wouldn't really, you wouldn't know that it's avocado. Um, and it's a fun kiddo snack. It's fun. Avocados are obviously very good for fertility because they look like eggs. <laughs> 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 Didn't plan that one. Well, it's like a seed. It's like a uterus. I mean, it looks like a seed. Oh, a, a seed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, okay. it's like they always say that avocados are <laughs> so good for fertility because they look like a uterus. Okay. I'm I'm with you. They don't look like my uterus because no. mine is shaped like a heart. Yours is heart shaped. Yeah. yeah. So you should be eating um, strawberries, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Heart shaped fruits. Or like Lucky Charms. Don't they have mm. hearts in there? Um, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure Lucky Charms are really good for fertility. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Pot of gold that, in that bitch. That's right. And that little leprechaun, is he's hes horny. Oh, definitely. Super horny. Mm-hmm. Very virile. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, that's all you do in Ireland is find pots of gold and then fuck in them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to start? Sure. Oh, here. Actually, let me start with one because I've got two random rants. Oh boy, yeah. Sheethi's been really excited about these rants, mm. my friends. So well, my first one, buckle up. My first one is something that I am excited about. So the last episode, we talked to our friend Carrie, who was so great. She was such an amazing. You gonna take my pro tip? What? You gonna take my pro? Tip? No. Okay. Um, we talked to Carrie, and she was so awesome. We got so much feedback about the show, and just like how many, just the insights that she had, and um, just her sharing her experience was really amazing. The episode, the episode before that, um, I had gone on a little rant about um, all the men in my life wanting to talk about how difficult it is to um, say mm-hmm. they, them, or there, mm-hmm. and um, talking about gender non-binary folks or um, people that don't identify um, as male or female. And so, anyways, I was just talking about that, and um, one of my good friends, Jerry, who is a Spanish teacher um, in Colorado, was telling me about. Spanish and how they deal with people that are gender non-binary Ooh, and what I think is so cool is that so for those are for our listeners who are like do not speak Spanish or don't know much about it words in Spanish are gendered mm-hmm. so um, words that end in a are feminine words that end in o are masculine and um, but the way that they do it for transgender people the way that it's written is an at symbol so it's an o with an a in the middle uh. You know how an at symbol is like cool. an O and an A in the center? Yeah. So it's blending the masculine and the feminine. How do you say it? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I must say I didn't I didn't ask him that. But 
I just thought it was such a cool thing. So it's like, you know, give me a word. Um, I keep going to like habanero. Like habanero. (laughs) That's not one of them. But like ablo. Nope, that doesn't work either. Habla? Yep, sure. Yeah. Anyway, so there's words. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't give the lesson. I didn't. I should not give the lesson because I don't speak Spanish. But I just thought it was such a cool idea of kind of like visually, you know, having this kind of hybrid of like, you know, this is, and and I know that it's it's a little bit like the, um, the, um, all gender bathrooms where they have the the little symbol and it's like a male f- figure on one side and then it's a female figure on the mm-hmm, other mm-hmm, side, but mm-hmm. it's like split down the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some gender non-binary people that find that a little bit like it's just too – it's like a little offensive because it's kind of like saying that you are like this mashup. Half man, half woman exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah it's a little and flip. It's mm-hmm. instead of just like can't we just have a human on it? Right, right. Um, but it's hard. Like infographics are hard to represent a lot of different things. So – I just thought this was a cool workaround, and especially the fact that Spanish has the gendered words in it anyway, so. Yes. Anyways, pretty cool. Yeah, and our um, gender non-binary friends, we'd really love to hear from you, because that's, everyone that's been on the show so far has identified as female, Um, and I think it would be really incredible to hear from somebody that doesn't identify as female, to really hear... uh, their sort of reproductive experience because mm-hmm. that's obviously going to be very different. Gosh, I wish I could remember the person's name, but I've been following this trans man on Instagram and he and his uh, husband or his, his partner had a baby recently. They're here, right? Are they here? Maybe. I think so. I There's a lot like... of pictures that look like they are here. Yeah. But he's like, you know, he looks like me. He's like a bearded man and whatever. And then he's got a belly. Yeah. And it's it's awesome to see that. It's really, I would yeah, love we, to speak to Yes. Him. Anybody yeah. knows this person. We'd yeah, love please. I'd love, to, love to talk show. with them. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, That's no problem. really interesting. I know. I just, Jerry told me that. So he has a woman, or a, excuse me, a um, a person in his class who um, is gender non-binary. And, and they were like, how do we handle this? Mm. And they just didn't know, like, they didn't know in Spanish, like, you know, everything's gendered. And right. so... So they discuss it. This is the way that we handle it. But it's a good question. I don't know how you say it. Right, right, right. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, we'll get Wait back to you. Wait for an update. Um, well, speaking of inclusion, mm. um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about, Mikey mentioned the uh, coyote midwifery. We're going to mm. shout you guys out again because we yeah. absolutely adore you. Um, but Carrie spoke a little bit about them on the interview last week. And then um, Mikey and I actually met with them. And uh, it's a uh, nurse midwife and then a, I believe, certified professional midwife. And they're a really incredible team. They are so joyful. Mm. I feel like that was totally. a big thing that I came away with just feeling they laugh a lot they both have these like big huge belly laughs yeah and um and so what we really talked to them about is what Carrie was was talking about last week um is potentially doing an in-home IUI totally and um I think you know a part of what was happening for us at the reproductive endocrinologist is it felt um a really expensive and be really um not customizable to mm-hmm. to <clears throat> me yep. and to us as a couple and so um 
they provide this really incredible service. Yeah. And um, and we'll come to your home because Joni's a, a nurse midwife. She can um, uh, prescribe medication. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is like a very roundabout way of getting to something like a bindle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although I maybe wouldn't categorize it as a bindle, but I do just want to say that if you are in a position where you're looking at a reproductive assist, um, you know, explore all of your options. This Mm. is just something that I wasn't super aware of as something that was available. And, um, yeah. And now that we know it's like, wow, if we have to go there, it's going to save us so much money. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really yummy experience. They, if you are doing it with a partner, they will teach your partner how to do the insemination. Yeah. That part I really love. I think that's super cool. Yeah. If you want to do it that way, they can also just do it for you though every time. But yeah. Um, but it really is, I think that, that you know, I came away with, with this really sort of joyful feeling. And then mm. also this feeling like they are, um, a really inclusive unit, the two of them. Totally. And then they also find it really important to, um, just listen to your needs and your mm-hmm. wants, um, as someone that wants to conceive and can really customize that for yeah, you. So that's awesome. That was brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I love them. And it's, you know, I think a part of it is like when you become a midwife, and you're working, especially in our city, you know, you're working with a lot of same-sex couples. You're working with a lot of couples that that can't really use a lot of the, or a lot of the, the routes and the spaces aren't really built for them. Mm-hmm. And, or um, you're working with someone that wants to have a baby that doesn't have a partner. Right. No, that's, yeah, totally. I know. And I just think that it's like, you know, when we were first trying, um, you know, we were just kind of grasping at straws because we didn't really know. I don't know, it was like whatever was closest, whatever we had most recently heard about. For sure. And so the the reproductive endocrinologist that we went to, you know, I think had we done some more, they were just like the best in town. Sure, definitely. And, and they're they really successful at what they do. Um, and they're a really like good fit for a lot of people. Not our vibe though. You sure. Know? And so had we kind of like known, oh, there's like these other options, I think we would have probably explored those first. But that's a good bindle. Yeah, so look around in your city or town. I know that we are... Portland is sort of unique, um, I don't know, but I, mean, I don't, I, I, I think that, um, this sort of midwifery care, cause they also provide preconception counseling yeah. and, um, you know, exams. So all the things that you would, right. uh, you know, that you might maybe seek out an OB for or an endocrinologist for or something like that. Um, yeah. If you're looking just because you want to save money <laughs> right? Um, or just because you feel more comfortable in your home. Totally. Um, and then, you know, and then obviously they, they help track you through the pregnancy and then will help you deliver the baby at home if you want. Or definitely. they'll be, become your doula um, if you go to a hospital situation. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. Think, I don't know. I love them. They're I'm great. just like fangirling so hard for, for Coyote. Yeah, they're rad. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So my, what about my, you? my bindle um, is kind of one that... Um, I don't know. Maybe we've talked. No, I don't think I've talked about it before. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Lack of memory. <laughs> but um, mine has been not drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not that I haven't been drinking, but I've been drinking much less. And then, like, but there's been a lot. Like, last night we went out with a friend. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bianca. Um, <laughs> super fun. From the Bay. 
And um, I had one beer at dinner. Mm -hmm. She had a cocktail. But like... Our bill was like half of what it would normally be mm, if both mm-hmm. you and I were drinking. And um, and I just think there's so much fun to be had around N.A. stuff. Like I've been Definitely. Making- well, that's what I ended up getting oh, right, an N.A. Did. cocktail that right. was like coconut water and cloves and some beautiful green thing. Mm-hmm. And it was so yummy. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really awesome. And you know what I've been – if I've been having a beer lately, what I've been doing is either have it at my house – or I've been like on the way back from skiing. I don't even think I told you this, but on the way back from skiing, sometimes I'll grab a beer at the grocery store or nice. the, the convenience store. <laughs> and just illegally drink it in your and car. And illegally drink it in my car. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, drink it. I mean, my argument Bindolin is... and safe. And like safe. It. Totally. I really like I'm it. I'm still under the limit though. I guess you can't drink and drive though. You cannot drink and drive. Okay. Nope. That is, that's illegal. But it's, you should be able to drink and drive if you're still under the legal... <laughs> If you're under the legal limit. Well, you can't have an open container well, I know, in, that's a, true. in a vehicle. Yeah. But it still doesn't like, I don't know. There's, that's an argument for things. Take it up with the courts. Take it up with the courts. I will. Um, so anyways, so actually I, what I do is I go to the convenience store, I buy the can, and then I drive to my house and then I do it. Yes. Yeah. I lock my car, throw away the key, hide it for myself. Um, but yeah, so my, my bindle is um, don't drink or drink less yeah love it yeah well and i think it's it's there's more and more restaurants especially if you're going out that are um getting hip to the sort of non-alcoholic movement and are really this isn't that's not such it doesn't really follow with the non with the bindle because what they're <laughs> trying to do is make you spend eight dollars right. on an na cocktail which i'm a little bit was like only four dollars right yeah totally but my beer was five i think right no right. fair enough right yeah so let's get a soda water and bitters Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have some friends who started a company, the Bitter Housewife. They make bitters, and then they have a, a product called Bitters and Soda, which is just what it says. Yeah, Bitters and Soda. It's pretty delicious. It is really good. Yeah, you can kind of trick your palate into thinking you're having something boozy. Well, it's like kombucha. Like I like yeah, I can yeah, drink yeah. kombucha, yeah. and if I kind of like believe that I'm partying, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to be in the party state of <laughs> Sorry mind. <for> partying. <laughs> Um, cool, Sheath. I I really like you. I, I like, really like I you. like your brain. I like your bindles. Oh, yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Do we need to pause the show? <laughs> Coitus. Go coit. Gross. Um. <laughs> uh, Within the confines of marriage, intercourse is not gross. In the eyes of God. When you call it coitus, it's always gross. Ooh, I know. I agree. It's coitus moistus. Quink, it sounds quink, like. Quink, quink, yeah. I know. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about is um, sort of in the same vein of what I talked about before with Coyote Midwifery, because this is actually something that I learned from them when we met with them last oh, yeah. week. So uh, for those of you that are trying to conceive or also for those of you that are maybe just looking to track your cycle and maybe track when you ovulate. Um, some people do basal body temperature uh, as a way to figure out, um, you know, mostly when you're ovulating. And so uh, I had done that in the beginning when we first started trying totally. to conceive and then, uh, I don't know, kind of let it fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But they really recommended that I do it again. They would like to sort of see the my BBT picture. BBT. Um, but the interesting thing that I learned is that there's actual basal body thermometers mm. versus just like your run of the mill everyday thermometer. And um, 
they measure even more accurately to the, what is it? One. Two digits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Hundredth? Hundredth degree. Yeah. Um, yeah, what your temperature actually is. So it gives you a That's... much clearer picture of when you're getting your your peak. Right. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't any more expensive. Yeah. It was like a $10 thermometer. Um, but I just thought that that was really interesting. So for those of you that are looking to, I would say especially kind of track ovulation and you're using it as a fertility method, mm. uh, yeah, get yourself a BBT. Yeah, the basal body temperature yeah. thermometer. So it's a BBTT. BBTT, that's right. BBTT. 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 Sounds like we're saying baby titties. Baby titties. Oh, it does. Baby titties. Yeah, that's okay. Remember last week we were talking about Gus's semen. Oh, wow. Yeah, we do go there on this show, don't we? Worth it. That's great. And that was your like pro tip. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, I think it's so interesting to be able to watch things. Like, I love all the ways of watching ovulation, like the cervical mucus. Basal body temperature. Yes. Rather than like taking the, I don't know, like we were talking with our friend uh, last night and she was saying how she like, you know, hasn't had a positive ovulation test, but she's had pregnancies. Right, so it's like, right, right. I don't know. I just wonder, had she been doing basal body temperature or Definitely. like cervical mucus, maybe yeah. she would have known. Well, and as we, secondary pro tip, as we age, um, our, that that LH surge, the window within mm. or with which, when which that happens is... Uh, it shrinks a ton. Mm. So you could, you know, if you're just testing once a day, you might just miss it. Um, and, you know, I sort of feel like whatever vibes with you, if it's yeah. if taking your temperature every day stresses you out and it's a huge pain in the ass, don't mm. do it. Yeah. Um, if, you know, checking your cervical mucus grosses you out, then don't do it. Um, but, you know. There's a lot grosser things to come. That is so true. I was just going to, I mean, not that we have kids or anything, but I mean, like, if checking your cervical mucus grosses you out, I don't know. You're yeah. about to see a bunch of fucking shats, like up the back <laughs> shats from your baby. So might be time to loosen up your your levels a little bit. <laughs> That's really your funny. Your factor needs to jump up. <laughs> there, there's also Mikey got me this book called um, Period Power, mm. which I highly recommend. I'm not quite all the way through it yet, but. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone who's menstruating um, because it she really does a nice job of kind of breaking down our hormonal patterns mm. and um, and just giving a little credit to the the shifts that that we feel perhaps yeah. throughout the month um, and categorizes them as seasons. Mm. So like your period being the winter. And then that oh, okay. time, pre-ovulation as your spring, ovulation as your summer, oh. and then post-ovulation as your, as your fall. That's fine. Um, yeah, which I just think is a really uh, sort of honoring way to do it and, and really speaks to, um, you know, us being in rhythm with nature and... I don't know. It's really cool. The metaphor I like to use is that my dick and my uh, is the ice cream truck and my semen are the bomb pops that you get during the summer. <laughs> oh, my God. Get it? While you're ovulating. That's a really good juxtaposition of yeah. ding, 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 female versus male. I come out of the street and they're fucking blowing some bomb pops at your summer ovulation. Ugh, bomb pop, though? That's that's what you want to blow? Fuck yeah. Gross. Choco taco? Yeah, better. Choco taco. Better. And your pink taco. Better. Nailed it. Yeah, okay. I like it. Um, I, I only got bomb pops. Or I would get the Ninja Turtle um, 
popsicles. Oh, I kind of liked those. Aren't those, weren't those like creamsicle-y kind of? Mm, they were like that foamy, like overspun ice cream sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. And they were in the shape of a Ninja Turtle. And then they had, I think it was gumballs for eyeballs. Mm. Yeah. They were... What was your, what was the song that your ice cream person played? Well, I think it was... Uh, Bing de ding 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 It was either that or it was... Um, Ours was... The Entertainer. Entertainer, there we go. I mean, Music Man's an entertainer, ultimately. We also had a man that delivered our ice cream who had the most round stomach I've ever seen in my life. He was huge. And he, and then he had this gigantic stomach, and then he had literally like a basketball on it. <gasps> so it was like this tumor or something. Oh no! It was the size of like a mini basketball, like six inches. In Too diameter. much ice cream? Fuck, I don't know. It looked like he'd swallowed one of the Ninja Turtle yeah uh, gumballs. Eyeballs. And grown. Yeah. yeah, it was very scary. So we were kind of like, if we eat all this ice cream, are we gonna look like that? Wow. And the answer was yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. Ice Cream Man. I don't think you're still alive. Oh. Sorry, buddy. Poor guy. Um. All right, we're, we have to go to yoga pretty soon here. We sure do. Let me see. Oh, because we're going to go soak, too. Okay. Our steam. Yeah. yeah. So we got to bring uh, all the things for that. Totally. Okay. I have two more things. Talk to us about them, Sheath. Pro tip. Ta-dig. Ooh. Not, I think you already did this one, but do it again. Not ta-digs. No, I didn't. <laughs> have I? I think so. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> if you don't like this show and you don't like me being repetitive, <laughs> then you don't like me. <laughs> Um, so not Tay Diggs, even though Tay Diggs is a pro tip. Would be delicious. Yum, yum, yeah. yum. Mm-hmm. A little snack. Um, married to, is he still married to her? No, not married to her anymore. I don't, I don't think. know. I didn't know. Yeah. However, uh, John Travolta said it. It was okay. real funny. So awkward. If you guys haven't seen that, go and li- uh, YouTube John Travolta, Idina Menzel, Oscars, I think. It's the best thing ever. Um, but anyways, Todd Digg. Which is a traditional uh, Middle Eastern way of cooking rice. So, mm. and especially cooking rice that's already been cooked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, it's just something that we love to do in our house is if we have rice that's already been cooked or we have like lentils. What was our mixture today? It was mung beans. Uh, mung beans and rice. Yeah. And rice, yeah. yeah. So, what you can do is take your already cooked stuff. I like to add a little bit of liquid to it and then um, put ghee in a pan before you like put it in a high walled pan. Um, put ghee or butter in the bottom of the pan, press down all the rice on top of it, and then put a dish towel and then the lid on top of it so it kind of it doesn't dry out, it steams it. Um, and then you just want to cook it on a very low temp until the outside of the edges of the of the rice crisp up. And it's so it's good. It's so good. I don't good. think I have talked about this before. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but it's so good. And the edges get super crispy, and then it's the base just becomes this like... Oh, it's so, so yummy. Mm. Look up the specific... I'll, I'll put up a specific recipe for because the technique is a little bit uh, technical, but um, but it's so yummy. And it's just like, I don't know, old rice is, can be kind of like... It is always weird. And I'm always like, what it. do I... Because we don't have a microwave, so it's like, yeah. what do I do to reheat it? Well, it's like this reheating is, pizza or something. You got to yeah. do it correctly. Yeah. This um, is the the perfect way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and you have a whole new meal, really. Mm-hmm. Because it, it creates so much texture and yeah. it just feels very different than like a fluffy rice. Totally. Pizza um, is also another one that I like to reheat. And I like to reheat it in a cast iron pan with a lid on it. Mm. Um, sear the bottom just a little bit. Not too high of a heat though. And then put the lid on it so it keeps the, it keeps the heat in and doesn't dry things out. Yeah. Great. Um, last but not least. Yes. Here we go. For those of you who know me, I know what I've done in my career, mm-hmm. one of the things that I did was I worked in school food mm-hmm. for years in Colorado, and um, we did so much amazing work around um, 
introducing kids to vegetables, getting salad bars into schools, <coughs> teaching the staff how to use um, equipment that we got for them, knives and robocoops and all the things to prep the food. Um, we got a lot of the flavored milks out of schools. We did just a really, we extend, expended a lot of effort. Uh, this is Live Well Colorado that we did the work through, but there's a lot of people doing it. Um, and we were really proud of the work that we did and the kids that we taught how to make, you know, more intentional choices with their food and um, taught them about how, you know, eating well affects your life. So Trump and the Trump administration, uh, it was announced, I guess, today or yesterday that they've basically been passing laws to roll back a lot of the um, regulations on the food that's required in schools. And this was it was. A Michelle Obama initiative, yeah, that kind of got yeah. a lot of this oh, 100%, kicked off, yeah, totally. And he, and he announced they announced this on Michelle Obama's birthday, yeah. which I can't think is an accident. Right. And I'm like, fuck you. When Michelle Obama, one of the things that she had an initiative about was water, was mm -hmm. drinking water, mm -hmm. and Republicans came out fucking firestorming her about can't that. Can't tell my kid to drink water. You're not gonna tell my kid <laughs> stay hydrated. <laughs> Fuck you. I'll drink soda if they want all day. It's the dumbest thing. And so, yeah, so now there's the things like pizza and um, nuggets and taco day and all those. Well, I can't, what was the other thing that they were specifically talking about? Pizza was one of the big I ones. Did, I didn't read it yet. Yeah, but there's all, a lot of the processed foods that, um, that Michelle Obama and then a lot of the campaigns around the country have had worked really hard to get out of the schools are now going to be allowed back in. And the way that Trump framed it was that Dairy the, Council must have like, Giving oh, him a big hand job. The Dairy or Council yeah. and then the commodities program yeah. through the government. I mean, a lot of these things are, um, you know, programs that really want to push commodity crops. So they want to push things that, you know, that, that utilize more wheat, more soy, more corn. Um, corn. And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a really sad and stupid thing to me. And it's so obviously partisan on one level and then also just it's it's all capitalistic i mean it's all just to to drive more money to food processors and to um i don't know and then if you really want to look at it in a cynical sense it's to drive more money into the healthcare system because they're just gonna they're gonna you know this is a way that they're gonna get kids that have type 2 diabetes they're gonna you know it's just right. gonna they're gonna force these kids into bad habits and um I think schools need to be a place where we're teaching kids in the school and then it, the learning shouldn't stop at the cafeteria door. Yeah. And this, but this is a, this is a big blow to, to our country, I think. So, yeah. Well, and you know, game it out. Um, you know, you talked about type two diabetes and possible other autoimmunity situations that can happen with, with, you know, nutrition that's not, that doesn't include whole foods and vegetables yeah. and we're going to affect fertility and we're going to, mm. affect, I know, you know, that so, at home, yeah. um, it's it's not just okay kids are eating nuggets every day it mm -hmm. really does have an impact and um i know a lot of the schools you were working in the kids were receiving two meals yeah from oh yeah um, some of them some of the schools three some of the schools yeah, three some of it was breakfast lunch so dinner. this is you know the bulk of a lot of kids nutrition yeah oh yeah and a lot of the schools the, the meals at school were the only meals that some of these kids were getting That's every right. day yeah they weren't eating at home yeah um you know, and then there's also the argument that um, we have a country that's too obese to, to fight. Like we don't have, right. we can't recruit people from the military because the, the you know, levels of obesity, people can't go through basic training. Right. So I'm like the hawkish Republicans, where the fuck are you at on this? Right. Like we need right. to have a society that's healthy right. if you, if you want to have wars, but we also need to have a society that's healthy so we're not 
all dying and and then having to spend so much money in healthcare. So I just think this is a really depressing. It was just another thing that pissed me off. But let's just look at it as it's a thing to mobilize us in 2020. Yes. Whoever our candidate ends up being, support them. Get out there. Vote. Let's get Trump the fuck out of here. And even before you vote. Oh, yeah. Make some phone calls. Yeah. Knock on some doors. Let it happen. All right. Let's let's get moving. Okay. We love you guys. Hope this uh, episode was entertaining for you. Yes. Thank you, RuPaul. Thank you, RuPaul. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram at Mikey and Rin Stay In. True. Uh, shoot us an email if you have something you'd like to tell us about or if you'd like to actually be on the show. Um, let's eat at MikeyandRinStayIn.com. We True. really love hearing from you. This is arguably our favorite part. Farlow. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Farlow, follow us on Twitter. We don't have any followers. I haven't done anything with Twitter. I know. Yeah. I must admit. It's at I Mikey feel... and Rin, I think. So yeah. um, I don't even know that. But just look it up. We'll I'm going to make it I'm gonna make it a little bit of a 2020 goal to, to sort out Twitter. Yeah. Also, if you're out there and you're listening to us and you uh, own a podcast network, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking at you guys from up. Crooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alex Bloomberg, That's whoever awesome. wants to, yeah, let's just, let's get after it. Um, Gimlet <laughs> Media, like any any of the big guys, we're here for you. We totally want to do this for a living. <laughs> we're very smart. We're extremely attractive, both visually and auditorily. Um, love you guys. I'm Mikey. I'm Rin. Tonight. Tonight. We're, we're gonna stay in. We're gonna stay in. We're to the danger zone. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Ta-ta.